You're the bee in my bonnet. You're the soap in my eye. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to Extra Dirty Please podcast. Um, I'm Julia Graves at Julia Graves on all platforms. <laughs> I'm Michelle at Michelle Arsenal or Michelle Arsenal. Yeah, check out her art. It's really sick. And check out her art. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want to see my art, it's at Critically Femme on Instagram. I actually like have to upload. Like I am like in the middle of finishing a painting right now. It's just talking <gasps> to my roommate. Yeah, I have like I've sketched so much recently, but paint like the, I'm falling so behind on painting because it's like so, so much more time consuming. Yeah. So my sketch, but I have like pages and pages and pages, and I'm like, I will get around to finishing this mm-hmm. at some point. This will become something. <laughs> yeah. When I do it, so, I'm like eh, the potential. Yeah, eventually. Um, but yeah, I haven't posted something in like a month I want to say which is fucking egregious but (laughs) something new will happen soon big things coming yeah big things coming yeah you can support us as little art hoes little artists should you please um or should you care to do that but Mm -hmm. anyway um yeah how how has your week been it's been it's been all right you know (laughs) But I have a snow day tomorrow, so Wait, why? Because it's gonna be like super icy. What? Yeah. So they Wait, can't. Wait, that's fake. Yeah. We didn't cancel anything in New York. I still have to go to work. Ooh, see. Six a.m. rise and shine, baby. Mm, see, no, oh, I'll okay. be up before but- <laughs> noon. <laughs> see, that this is why Michelle's drinking wine right now, and yes. I am sadly not. I have been consuming some Trader Joe's boxed red wine. Oh my god! I'm a little, quality. a little honestly quality, quality. Yeah, I'm a little silly, but yeah, but that's like fitting for our topic today. Yeah, I gotta loosen up. Um, yeah, I gotta. Everyone needs to loosen their holes just um, a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. If any of you listened to our first episode, we mentioned that we were going to be tackling a little bit of like a spicy topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it this is going to be released like shortly before Valentine's Day. Um, mm-hmm. So consider it a little Valentine's Day special. Um, from my, from ours From to our yours. hearts to you. <laughs> our dirty little hearts. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that that's the plan um although fuck valentine's day but we don't we don't need to dive yeah. into that because we have no. so much to say um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. disclaimer there will be some hot takes in this episode yeah we're also just <laughs> speaking from like some personal know, some research but i feel like a lot of like personal a experience. lot of personal experience and um reflection. <laughs> and reflection yes yeah. um if you do not know both of us are in therapy so like yes some of the shit we're talking about is like stuff that we're also grappling with um and like unpacking our own mm-hmm. uh I don't know what word I'm looking for like experience with it I guess I don't yeah. know or our yeah. own like inclinations mm-hmm. I guess is maybe the right word our desires um, <laughs> Our desires, yes. 
Um, anyway, so drum roll, please. <laughs> I hated that noise. Oh my God. That was like, we're still getting used to the recording equipment guys also, oh, yeah. and like experimenting with some different stuff. So if the audio sounds like slightly different than last time, just don't think about it too hard. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, it's our first time. Be gentle. Yeah. Be gentle. Um, not like any of which is complete the complete opposite of the shit we're talking about today which yes. is bdsm baby mm-hmm. um we are very interested in kink i mean both mm-hmm. from like a personal sexual place um and then also i just am obsessed with like <laughs> academic conceptions of like sexuality Mm -hmm. so when I was like first trying to get Michelle to start this podcast with me I was like we need to do a BDSM episode like Mm -hmm. I want to talk about kink I want to talk about porn Mm -hmm. um which we're gonna touch I'm gonna at least gonna touch on porn a little Mm -hmm. bit but I honestly want to do a whole other episode about it because I have so many opinions yeah um and I guess both of us want to issue some disclaimers. Um, we are going to be talking about like sex. It's not going to be like anything intensely graphic. Um, but you know, if this is like a topic that makes you uncomfortable or if there is going to be some discussion of like sexual abuse and like misogyny, Mm -hmm. um, and if that's not something that you want to listen to, then this might not be the episode for you. And that's okay. We'll get you um, next time. We will get you next time. It mm-hmm. is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we take care of yourselves in mm-hmm. whatever way that means. And if that means not <laughs> listening to our podcast, very uh, valid. I, I respect that. It's valid. <laughs> um, and just another little disclaimer. Um, we are in no way trying to like perpetuate the idea that BDSM is inherently related to like trauma or like comes from a place of being abused because that's not necessarily the case Mm -hmm. um and people engage in kink for all different sorts of reasons and I really don't want to pathologize any behaviors we're not psychologists Mm -hmm. we are just two two girlies (laughs) two girlies um having a little gab Mm -hmm. um with some facts thrown in so just I don't know take it with a grain of salt and I guess maybe this episode will just prompt you to think a little bit about your own sexual choices um as we do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um without further ado um want to take it from here Mishi? of course yes so I'll be kind of delving into like the history of kink and BDSM which is a little fuzzy um (laughs) to find out where like yeah began. there's no like real like genesis of it well people aren't coming forward and admitting that they were free no it was definitely not like <laughs> it was hush hush it was hush hush the catholic church was like keep it under wraps mm-hmm. but also <laughs> i'll get into that the catholic or just like religion and like kind of how it connects to kink and bdsm is kind of interesting i'm gonna start just by giving you like a good old definition what. yes a healthy let's yeah, define yeah. the topic let's do yes. what, what are for, we talking about for those <laughs> what who do don't we mean? know um so I'm just going to read BDSM is a variety of often erotic practices or role-playing involving bondage discipline dominance submission sadomasochism and other related interpersonal dynamics so BDSM is 
composed of bondage and discipline, domination and submission, and sadism and masochism. So that's where the letters come from. Yes, the letters. Cool, cool. Got it. So, you know, umbrella term for a lot of different ways this can come forth. This can go in so many directions. It really can. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking about the kink quiz that, like, oh the BDSM God. quiz that we all took in high school. So, yeah, it was a little tough to find, like, because obviously it wasn't documented and, like, it wasn't really, mm-hmm. you know, quote, acceptable at the time. Um, yeah. That's a little more recent. So a lot of them are, like, you know, Mesopotamian era, some, like, Greek stuff. But some of the ones I found were Inanna. Inanna, was, yeah. Yeah. Mesopotamian goddess of love, beauty, sex, or justice. Hot. Power. Like, she was connected to, like, the planet of Venus, you know. Hot, sexy sky lady. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We're here for her. (laughs) And a lot of the really like early representations of BDSM were mostly flagellation, which is basically like to like hit, whip, spank, that sort of thing. Um, And she was performing like domination rituals with that, which I thought it was interesting when I was looking all this up. Like she was the blueprint. Literally, like, <laughs> but it was a lot of like female, like in power circumstances. Well, you know? yeah, I, I also think that's like interesting because patriarchal society and like capitalism and whatnot can be kind of traced back to like the agricultural revolution because that's when people started to settle down and like property kind of became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a lot of the gender roles as we think of them like in the quote-unquote west because like what even fucking is the west but anyway (laughs) modern contemporary american society i guess those kind of like strict rigid gender roles were nothing like what was happening in other parts of the world so it kind of makes sense like Mm -hmm. for like women to be like taking more of like a dominant role or like for like matriarchy to be seen as like more powerful yeah Um, that's really interesting because she was like the og like dominatrix yeah literally oh my god it was ritual flagellations and this was happening like at sparta so there were like young adolescent men being the whipped. Greeks. yeah in front of like the priestess so like she's oh my one, god like, Goss, like let's spank these okay. boys yeah literally i'm sorry if anyone doesn't know that's listening the greeks and the romans were a hella fucking gay and be hella fucking sex positive and if you want to fight me on that like you you don't even have to look farther than like the song of achilles which is it it is an interpretation of the iliad but like the greeks were gay like the greeks were getting it on she's on her percy jackson shit yeah i (laughs) yeah also disclaimer big history nerd over Mm -hmm. here so Mm -hmm. i'm into it anyway continue tell me about men whipping each other in sparta (laughs) yeah i mean it was just this kind of ritual they did but i just like love the fact that it specifically says like the priestess was the one Mm -hmm. again the female yeah yeah, like the female voyeur and the female it's so interesting because it's almost like I feel like a lot of like BDSM has to do with like the male gaze and like Mm -hmm. tracing it back to this like different sort of power dynamic or taking it I guess out of like the 
contemporary context it's really Mm -hmm. interesting what like what did that look like I guess like how did that play out like societally like like if you have like a revered goddess like sexually whipping men Mm -hmm. like into submission like what does that say about how women are like depicted in your society I think that's interesting yeah and how much it has like changed yeah uh yeah now oh my god oh my god but then you know this one's not quite as like you know juicy (laughs) well it's juicy I'm definitely interested but not as like female empowered in that way but yeah and yeah (laughs) this is where things kind of kind of get murky um but there is something called the tomb of the whipping oh (laughs) it's um wait it's um in Italy. Oh my god, um, let's go. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> You're gonna visit it? <laughs> I'm gonna make okay, yeah. Me and some of our other friends are going to mm-hmm. Italy in March and Michelle can't come because she's a fucking job. God I'm a damn big it. Big old teacher. Yeah. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Fuck them kids. I'm just kidding. Yeah. They need no, uh, education. Yeah, no, I'm, no. You're great at your job. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe I'll make maybe I'll make us take a little trip. To the tomb tomb of the whipping. whipping. (laughs) But there's, if you want to look it up, there's a lot of like pictures of it. There are fresco paintings on the inside. Oh. There's a couple. It's like two men flagellating a woman with a whip. Um, it's just this like erotic situation. She's, you know, performing fellatio on the male. Um, see that sounds like more of like a something you would see in like contemporary porn like that yeah a little more which makes sense I guess because if it's I'm assuming if it's Rome if it's it in Italy it's mm-hmm. probably coming from like Roman adjacent times mm-hmm. question mark like if we're talking about yeah. frescoes I guess yeah um and like Roman like Rome was patriarchal like Ro- Roman women were like <laughs> sit down and shut the fuck up mm-hmm. so anyway continue so sorry no totally fine um but yeah there's a couple like scenes painted on the walls um but in both of them it's like two men and one woman so with these little like threesome type beats going on interesting Um, so like the woman's between them in like both of them oh Um, but yeah there's like some whips they should get some art historians on that like I want, yeah, I want who trying that to get Who trying to get whipped in the tomb of the whipping? <laughs> Let me who, know. We want to know. We Come forward. We want to know. Imagine so, yeah. conducting a seance. Oh my God, in the tomb of the whipping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my full moon manifestation in the tomb Ghosts of the whipping. Ghosts of pink past. <laughs> <laughs> my full moon manifestation. <laughs> uh, I, I can't. Thought, you know, I thought that was kind of silly. Break out um, the Ouija board. Who was yeah. getting whipped? Who's going to speak to Come us? forward. Yeah, if anyone has any information on who is getting it on, mm-hmm. shoot us an email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's also, like, a lot of fun pictures and engravings and, like, illustrations of, like, some flogging and, some, you know, flagellation going so casual. on. There's a um, lot of hitting. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's very physical, I feel like. Yeah. Like, I obviously we know now that like BDSM encompasses like so much as you were talking about earlier, like that's such a massive umbrella, mm-hmm. but I feel like, I mean, I guess the more like psychological kinks, if they were around, I guess wouldn't necessarily be depicted in the same way. It's because it's mm-hmm. like, how do you 
yeah. convey that into art. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, yeah, I very know. easy to show the physical, not so much. The yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one of the other things I had, like, I feel like we can't talk about BDSM without talking about like the Kama Sutra. <laughs> <laughs> Never. But, yeah in it they have they describe like four kinds of like hitting and love making and like you know quote pleasurable sounds that come from it but the Kama Sutra also is like it's considered one of the first texts to talk about safety rules when it comes to BDSM uh, that's, that's yeah we which is which is really nice groundbreaking frankly yes. <laughs> yeah honestly someone had to do it somebody had to do it I wonder if people were like passing away I mean <laughs> like, probably I mean girlies back then were dying of paper cuts yeah. so like so like the boys it wouldn't be surprising spanked. if somebody was getting it on like yeah oh, oh. a little unfortunate I mean also like you know it's a little unfortunate you think about brothels. I mean I guess it wouldn't be the worst way to go but it would totally no, be kind traumatic of for like your partner or partners I mean hopefully like fuck <laughs> I'm just oh no a little awky imagine like having like someone be like oh like what happened to your ex like oh I Mm -hmm. fucked them to death well that kind of I flagellated them to death is that a word (laughs) flagellate yeah I guess that's tense yeah guys we're we're so smart we like went to college our degrees our degrees oh my god I mean I don't know if you talk about this because Julia will be talking about like more modern portrayals of like BDSM but there's a lot of like those court cases where if someone is like killed like during sex yes and the man is just like oh yep yep oh we will discuss we will discuss so we will worry (laughs) don't worry um yeah like I said so much I had so much fun with this research I like yeah I texted one of my friends because they I mean I'm like not the best texter anyway but (laughs) they had like messaged me in the morning and it was like something like not urgent urgent but it was like warranted a response and I just like didn't I would I like totally ignored them Mm -hmm. um and then like hours later I texted them and I was like so sorry I've been researching BDSM and listening to Black Sabbath all day so (laughs) been a little busy (laughs) and they were like that's hot (laughs) (laughs) it was funny um and I was like yeah I've been so busy going down all these rabbit holes people are freaks like and for the most part embrace it but we can Mm -hmm. yeah anyway continue yes um yeah and then I guess we'll kind of end the like history portion with like the leather movement so a lot of BDSM was like tracked back to the gay male leather culture yes which was like after world war ii we have these soldiers you know coming Mm -hmm. back fighting for america and they were like wait (laughs) they were like i am gay gay. (laughs) yeah well that's the thing is i mean obviously there's a lot of like policing around like gender and sexuality for like centuries but Mm -hmm. the idea of like a sexual orientation like really took hold like Mm post-war because you had all these guys like coming back from fucking Europe being like Mm -hmm. oh I fucked men in the military and I really liked it and I don't want to stop (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um which is really interesting and even women too like the Mm -hmm. I've like read a lot of stuff that talks about like women in like the military service Mm -hmm. in some capacity like abroad engaging in lesbian relationships and that was like a safe place 
for yeah. them to do so, which is really interesting, especially because mm-hmm. like fuck the military. Yeah. Um, that's the last place I want to think about as a safe haven, especially considering like Absolutely. the incredibly high rate of sexual assault. But we don't need to talk about that, guys. No, no, no. That's We're not about the topic the for today. Stuff. The fun stuff. Yeah, the fun stuff. Only the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I guess the the history kind of goes into like the 1990s because like with the internet and everything. Oh my god, um, that just made it easier to like build a community and like kind of I guess like normalize it a little bit. Yeah, um, I find more like-minded people. Some other kinksters, if you will. <laughs> LOL. But yes, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, the basics of where it came from. But I also have some fun stuff about, like, brain and, like, I also want to hear it. it. Yeah. Because um, the psychology, I like, I know we said we weren't going to pathologize. And that's, like, not the what we're going to mm-hmm. be talking about. Um, I'm sure but it's really interesting like the way people like react or like get into kink I think yeah. it's really interesting um, yeah. and like obviously a lot of those things like on surface level it's like why the hell would I want to be tied up mm-hmm. or like hit or degraded yeah like but obviously there is something incredibly Happening. erotic about it otherwise yeah. people wouldn't fucking do it yes exactly um yeah so tell me more Yes. So I read this one, this one article that kind of talks about like, you think of pain and pleasure as complete opposites, just like in nature. Mm -hmm. But think about like, you know, you're eating a delicious meal, but it's spicy. Like not me personally. Spicy. Hot girl stuff, IBSM. IBSM. That's fucked up. Some yes. some some people out there probably engage in it, but yeah, but not us. Not put it on the no. record. Put it on the record, not us. Yeah, but it's like you know, you eat a spicy meal and it like hurts, but you're also like your brain is releasing yes. the endorphins, or you're like, yeah. I love this, or like you go on a long yeah. run. Once again, not me. I don't run. <laughs> like the pain of like putting uh. yourself through that, but you're still like you get yeah. the runner's high from the, it, right yeah it's like this That's level of survivable pain where you know mm-hmm. it's not going to lead to like intense damage to the point where I feel like it's almost like a it's just like exciting do you think it's yeah it's like cathartic like yeah. a release well I mean I guess I think sex can be incredibly cathartic anyway yeah. like the whole idea of like an orgasm is like this like incredible huge like oh my god release Mm -hmm. of feeling um whatever physical emotional yeah I mean it makes sense to me personally also why like certain practices of BDSM could be like cathartic Mm -hmm. um but that has a lot to do with like (laughs) me as a person (laughs) (laughs) getting into Um, our trauma yeah but. We, yeah, for all the people listening, like, we can only, like, disclose a little bit at a time. Thinking about the fact that, like, so many people we know are, like, I can't wait to listen to the pod. And I'm, mm-hmm. like, fuck. Yeah, like, you're gonna <laughs> I'm, hear. like, I have to, like, do I have to, like, censor myself? Like, I don't, <laughs> like, that's scary. If my like, parents are oh, listening to this. Oh, my God. My stop. Mom. Okay, the fact that in the inception of this idea in my brain, I wanted to call the podcast Mommy Issues shows you that yeah. no way in, I hope, like, no, my mother, yeah. 
I don't want my mom to listen to me talk about BDSM and no, my sexual experiences. Please, like, that, mom. That's a boundary I don't want to cross. Please, please. <laughs> Fuck no. Fuck no. Yeah. I don't think she wants to cross that either. So no, I, I, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of that idea of like, if you think something's really going to hurt and it doesn't hurt as much as you thought, you're kind of like, like oh. the contrast like turns into pleasure. In Interesting. That um, huh. And then there's a quote from this like Harvard study they did where they oh said, everyone knows that food never tastes so good as when you're hungry Lying on the sofa is blissful after a long run, and life itself is wonderful when you're leaving the dentist's office. Oh my god, what the fuck? True. <laughs> but they kind of talk about relationship of pain and pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you're like if you're experiencing one thing and then it ends, it's mm-hmm. like it makes the pleasure that mm-hmm. much more like pronounced because there's the direct immediate juxtaposition of the two. Yes. And they talk about that. They call it opponent process theory of experience where like you want balance in your life and homeostasis so like positive reactions with (laughs) negative (laughs) feelings like they balance each other out interesting yeah so it's like it's like self-imposed balancing I guess that's really interesting making the good better by creating painful situations for you I don't that's interesting uh that's the uh, way like I don't know I feel like I've always looked at like kind of BDSM in that way where I'm like I'm doing something that's supposed to be like quote bad or like painful yeah but it like switches like turns it on yeah no like yeah the I feel like the kink practices that I've engaged in are like I find them pleasurable like I Mm -hmm. I enjoy them Mm -hmm. even if they are like painful Mm -hmm. um physically I guess but I I don't know I feel like my I feel like my like relationship to kink is like so psychological like it has very little to do like everything that makes it in any way erotic has like Mm -hmm. everything to do with like (laughs) control issues yes absolutely (laughs) Um, and like that idea of like release and yes the yeah and I know that's not like an individual thing and I know that's something that like probably a good amount of people in the king community um can relate to I Mm -hmm. I guess submissives in particular um Mm -hmm. not that I feel like I identify as a submissive person which Mm -hmm. I am gonna talk about um Mm -hmm. a little bit like what that means um, and the different ways people interpret that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I was listening for anyone who's listening to this podcast also this episode in particular and this topic, I will, we will link like all of our resources and stuff like in the episode notes. And I strongly could not recommend enough. Um, I think we, we did mention it in our last mm-hmm. episode, I'm pretty sure. But yeah. if you like like this topic and find it interesting, you need to listen to the episode that's called Compassionate Kink Shaming from the Probably Cancelled podcast because mm-hmm. they also do a very like deep dive discussion on kink that is incredibly nuanced and illuminating. And I honestly can't endorse it enough. Mm-hmm. So if you like this and you're like looking for more, then go give those give them a ladies give them a lesson yeah um do you have anything else um I just wanted to quickly connect it to like religion 
Um, and also re- connect it kind of like to school. Um, okay. This is a big thing though, because yes. like the kink- kinks that have to do with role play, mm-hmm. a lot of times like our age kinks or mm-hmm. like a power dynamic kink, like a, mm-hmm. excuse me, father, I have sinned. No, literally vibe. the nuns. Like, and then the nuns being like, let me punish you for that. Yeah. And by punish you, I mean like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. which is interesting also I think like the whole idea of like sex is a punishment or like in relation to like sex being s- sinful I mean with the religion part like <laughs> just like the sexualization of like a nun or like yeah the, the idea of like confession mm-hmm. where it's like this barrier between you and you're confessing these things you're not supposed to do and like yeah yeah it's between you and god yeah you and the sky man yeah and then i wanted to talk <laughs> about um the ecstasy of saint Teresa because okay good... that is literally a pornographic image yes it's a pornographic image he's experiencing it... religious it... ecstasy like, no. no bitch she's getting fucked or she's having an o honestly yeah she's probably not being penetrated she's probably being you know because <laughs> well, women, women who can yeah. come from penetration I know you're out there, but I know you're few and far between. So shoot us an email with your experience. (laughs) I'm curious what that would be like. (laughs) Um, Would love to experience. Well, yeah, yeah. No, she's definitely getting like action. No. Yes. And also like who's to say they aren't one in the same, I guess, like, or in, if you think about like all these like Greek myths and stuff of like, gods like coming down and like fucking women or yeah. humans or you know occasionally a tree or an mm-hmm. animal because mm-hmm. they were the greeks guys the greeks the greeks <laughs> they had no boundaries that is like very interesting and also like if you think about like the virgin mary and like the immaculate conception like bitch mm-hmm bitch you're telling me like there's some obsession with religious ecstasy and like purity yeah i'm like "Mm, bubushu might have just been masturbating yeah like okay let Teresa come like yeah let her come hashtag my queen (laughs) yes hashtag make Teresa come (laughs) for those who have not seen it's a picture of this woman you know with a she looks like she is having an orgasm and there's like an angel she's the blueprint like, O face literally the the first the first Wait, of many isn't there um there's like writing that goes along with it i don't know if it's the inscription but it literally it literally cites and you know what this is i have in, a quote angels and demons by um fuck what's his name dan brown same guy that wrote the da vinci code but there's literally a quote and it literally talks about his theory spear or some shit. I'm like, I have the quote, I believe I will read. So <laughs> this says one of her most famous passages describes her experience of religious ecstasy. I saw his, which is an angel hand, a long spear of gold. Mm. And at the iron's point, there seemed to be a little fire. He appeared to me to be thrusting at it into my heart and to pierce my very entrails when he drew it out he seemed to draw them out also and to leave me all on fire with the great love of god the pain was so great that it made me moan and yet so surpassing was the sweetness of this excessive pain 
that I could not wish to be rid of it. The soul is satisfied now with nothing less than God. The pain is not bodily, but spiritual. Though the body has its share in it, it is a caressing of love so sweet, which now takes place between the soul and God, that I pray God of his goodness to make him experience it who may think I am lying. Like, the girl is coming. She is coming. She's coming. <laughs> yeah. You could have shrank that down, like, that whole paragraph and just been, like, I had a wild orgasm. Guys. I just had this crazy orgasm and, like, I need to write about it. <laughs> Literally. That's, like, I mean, yay for Teresa. I'm glad it was clearly such a great experience that she yeah. felt so poetically and glad. But you but can't like, tell me that that is not about... Fire at the tip, bitch. Thrusting. <laughs> the the very Maybe language moan. I do not think <laughs> like, the okay. very language of thrusting like tell me that that isn't like used in an ever used in a non-sexual context no no, no it's always like con like sexually connotative mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. she's on yeah. fire I'm like no girl yeah, okay girl your pussy's on fire but yeah it's also interesting that. like yeah, you won't talk about that. Um, it's also, yeah, it's interesting. I know that, and this is like, it's kind of getting off topic a little bit, but um, like the use of like religion as a way to like advertise this kind of ecstasy that you can like only get through like religion yeah. as a way to like turn away from like the physical like temptations of the flesh yeah and engage in this like intense spirituality so you can have this like supposedly spiritual orgasm yeah it's like girl have a real one yeah girl girl have a real one why are you settling for metaphorical babe (laughs) why Uh. oh my god you could talk for like actual decades about women and other marginalized people's being just chronically dissatisfied <laughs> yeah <laughs> like in every way <laughs> yeah but that's that's like way too much and also I don't feel like it needs that much explaining you can just see yeah. that it's fucking true <laughs> but I thought that was like a, a cute little you know. a cute little end note yeah you know end on a thrust mm-hmm. <laughs> end on a thrust and a moan <laughs> and a moan <laughs> that moan though I kind of pick up like my research in a similar place well not with saint Teresa, but (laughs) prior to saint Teresa's (laughs) kind of in the 80s and the 90s and i kind of like first approached it from like a jumping off point of like the 80s second wave feminism and you started to see this like split within like feminist movement and i'm obviously using that term like very loosely because that is you you could go into the complications of like second wave feminism Mm -hmm. for so long and there's so many things that are like good about it and fucked up about it and Mm -hmm. whatever that's not what we're talking about today but there did emerge yeah this split between feminists who were like quote-unquote anti-porn feminists and feminists who were pro-sex air quotes air quotes Mm -hmm. um which I feel like if you are in any way like a critical thinker you know that binary classifications of anything just erase nuance and also like the idea that like if you're anti-porn you can't be pro-sex is like stupid but Mm -hmm. anyway that really started to like emerge in the 80s and it isn't a coincidence that like this is related to porn in or excuse me bdsm in that 
this was a period of time where like porn was becoming much more prevalent. Like the mm-hmm. internet hadn't quite emerged yet, but like porn, it's like the Haiti of like porn magazines, really. Mm-hmm. Hugh Hefner, Penthouse, Playboy, all that stuff. Like this was when it was like ramping up and massive. And mm-hmm. this is really where we start to see the emergence of like the imagery of BDSM into like mainstream culture. And it's mm-hmm. still pretty fringe at this point. Like yeah violent or like misogynistic or any kind of kink in porn is like so much more prevalent today which Mm -hmm. we'll get into sort of later in this Mm -hmm. episode but then it was like much uh softer like it was more of honestly like what we'd classify now as like erotica like it might be Mm -hmm. like spicy they might be like wearing leather and like chokers and there's might be like handcuffs and stuff but Mm -hmm. it's you're not like fucking it's nothing like what you might see today yeah um, if you went online <laughs> yeah and, and it's strange because like it was like on the fringe but like mm-hmm. also when you think about it now like there's a lot of shame around like oh my vanilla God. sex like so we oh girl yeah, we'll, we'll I have so much <laughs> to say so much to say yeah but I guess I wanted to start with like placing that as like the point from which we like grown into conceptions of kink because from the mm-hmm. very beginning you see this continued idea I guess especially within like a feminist movement of like there are people that think kink is universally like bad cannot be Mm -hmm. feminist or liberated in any way and then you have others that are arguing that like you can't classify certain like certain sexual practices as good or bad which obviously as a queer person I agree like and there is a long history of like queerness and kink being intertwined Mm -hmm. they're both were seen as like deviant forms of sexuality for a really Mm -hmm. long time um and you know punished, ostracized, mm-hmm. et cetera, for like being classified in that way, I guess. But I think it is interesting, or I do think we have to honor that like some people are fulfilled by things like keeping in mind that are traditionally submissive, yeah. like when we move forward. Yeah. Um, and to classify like I with you can't with anything throw like the baby out with the bathwater. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I am not, we will get into this. I'm not someone who if I think like a kink should be shamed. And I'm sorry, I do fucking think there are kinks that should be shamed. Like mm-hmm. again, like I said, we're gonna have some hot takes, but yeah. straight up, there are some kinks that are fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. But then there are other things that like I don't think like if you want to be submissive and that you're like getting tied up or whatever, that can be and again, I want to reference um probably canceled podcast for this like wording specifically. Um, but like the whole idea of like being restrained as like the receiver of pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like I don't there's nothing there there's literally nothing bad about that, like mm-hmm. at all. Um, but that is classified as like kink practice. And I guess in the same way, like you see a lot of argument between like, is it feminist or is it good to, for like women to be submissive or is BDSM inherently degrading and like moving forward, even if you are someone who would never want to engage in those things yourself, you do have to keep in mind that like in the same way that like it's people's right to like be a stay at home mom Mm. and like do housework and that's something that they feel fulfilled by some bitches want to get spanked yeah and And that is okay that is their bag that is their bag yeah I hope they're being safe Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that it's consensual Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like 
as is their right. (laughs) And I, there's a lot of studies that went into like how women or femme practitioners of BDSM, how they relate to the word feminist or feminism. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting. Like, and you see the whole spectrum within the BDSM community, like at large, they don't, BDSM practitioners don't see themselves as like opposite or like can't be included. And then there are women that tend to like compartmentalize like parts, like experiencing like different realities at the same time. There is a article I read um, that came out in 1999 or references 1999 and 1989 research. And the quote is women who are feminist and submissive can experience polyrhythmic realities if commonly held beliefs about feminism attack commonly held beliefs about submission and vice versa. So it's like this experience of like engaging in two different things and then the mm-hmm. inner conflict that that creates because you mm. have trouble reconciling your two different realities, which is so real even outside of BDSM. Like there are yeah. plenty of like life experiences where yeah. you're like on one hand, I think this, and then on the other hand, I think this, and I'm like trying to like integrate them and it's mm-hmm. very difficult. And I do want to touch upon when we're talking about BDSM as it is a big umbrella, like not everyone engages in BDSM in the same way. Yeah. yeah. Like there are women within like, who like practice kink and like, there are things that they might think are okay or like not quote unquote degrading. And then Mm -hmm. there are things like different people have different boundaries. So keep that in mind as we're having this Mm -hmm. um, discussion. Mm -hmm. And also when you're like approaching this feminism is such like a weird fickle word, like different people, want to utilize or reference or hold different definitions and like Mm -hmm. what does it mean to like be a feminist so like I was reading this one article and it talked about how this writer scholar Jessica Valenti states that being a feminist doesn't does not necessitate dedicating your life to feminist projects or making feminism your life's work but rather finding the cause that works for you versus someone like Sarah Ahmed, whom I stand Sarah Ahmed, like read her shit. She's great. She's amazing. And she argues that being a feminist necessitates consistent operation through a feminist lens. So like all of your work, your entire life can be a fem- can be a feminist life. Like everything is a feminist project. And I personally kind of dislike Valenti's approach. I, cause I feel like it has this like very white neoliberalist tone. That's like choice oh, Mm -hmm. like you can pick and choose like what things you want to do, but it's like choices don't occur in a vacuum. And that's kind of what I'm going to get into like moving forward when we're talking about engaging in kink, because Mm -hmm. like, yes, it is personal choice, but I think it's really important to unpack why Why? (laughs) you're choosing that. And I Mm -hmm. say that as someone who like personally has done a lot of reflection Mm -hmm. on why I like engaging in certain behaviors years in bed that I do the first time we start to see like BDSM enter like pop culture kind of in the way that it exists today is the 2011 release of 50 shades of gray Mm -hmm. which it's twilight fan fiction guys yeah keep that in mind and it is essentially porn which there's nothing inherently wrong with that I'm not we don't need to get into everything that's wrong with 50 shades of gray because there's a lot (laughs) yeah but the main things for the sake of the argument is that kind of like really served as a big piece of like quote-unquote representation for like the kink community in 
the like mainstream mm-hmm. and most be actual like BDSM practitioners like do not like 50 shades of gray yeah because it's a very like narrow and like fucked up portrayal like it perfectly encapsul- encapsulates the idea that BDSM is inherently coming from a place of trauma mm-hmm. like you see Christian Grey, the dom in this relationship, engaging in these behaviors, and he traces them back to being sexually abused and taken advantage of as a teenager by his mother's friend. Like, and they literally state that. And then Mm -hmm. you realize, like, throughout the series, and I actually haven't read the series. This is all research. I've seen the movies, guys. Oh, yeah. Um, I've watched the movies. Um, who hasn't? Um, yeah. That was like a phenomenal. Every Valentine's Day, it was like 50 shades of gray is coming out. 50 okay. shades. And I was like, do better. Anyway, yeah. that aside, you see like throughout the trilogy, like as him and Anna move towards this more like quote unquote loving relationship mm-hmm. because we all know that relationship's fucked up yeah they like the eagerness to like engage in these more like drastic controlling like dominant violent fantasies lessons because mm-hmm. he's like oh so and so taught me how to fuck but Anna taught me how to love and oh. like oh and now that I'm like healed I don't want to engage in kink anymore yeah. which is like really fucked up because again mm-hmm. it pathologizes BDSM it's like what what I feel like Fifty Shades also just it like it's also very whitewashed and vanilla yeah well it's very it's very palatable to no middle-aged woman consumer who probably isn't having a lot of sex in her marriage like exactly like it's palatable for the masses which is the main beef that BDSM like the community has with it they're like this isn't accurate at all no like (laughs) Yeah, what? exactly. It's like they they took the most palatable like, mm-hmm. aspects of BDSM and yes. he's saying like it's an umbrella term. There's so much that goes Yes. And so like, much. It doesn't touch on any of the the mm-hmm. aspects of it. It that, doesn't like you know and people like shame others for engaging. No, no, it doesn't at all. And also I do want to mention that like a lo- in like film, like BDSM traditionally is like, portrayed in very like negative lights Mm. like even when it is supposed to be erotic and like 50 shades does follow this thread like at the end you still like leave the film with the idea that like oh that was bad we progressed past that we're not Mm -hmm. engaging that anymore and specifically with dominatrixes I found this Mm. really interesting a dominatrix in a movie always dies or something mm. horrible happens to her. Like if you, or she's portrayed as like a psychopath, like a villain, mm. um, which I think is really interesting because that says a lot about like, oh, women who threaten male masculinity in that way are in some way like degenerate or deviant and inevitably like something horrible happens to them. Um, mm-hmm. Like eyes wide shut, basic instinct, those are all films where like the dom the dominatrix female this like hot sexy incredibly sexually alluring woman is also like classified as very much as like this like evil temptress like Mm. eve vibe 
leading leading Adam like away from the garden. I thought that was really interesting. Um, Especially a lot of these films have, of course, male protagonists. Mm -hmm. Are we surprised? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Um, How far we have fallen from how far we have fallen literally i have a question yeah no go uh, right ahead well it's related to adam and eve yeah do you think they engaged in bdsm after (laughs) eve ate the apple i don't know well she didn't she make adam eat the apple first you can tell i didn't go to church guys i did and i can't remember (laughs) but i mean like do you think once they were like, oh, we're going to be on our sin shit, they were like, <laughs> maybe shit. I should like tie you up with this vine or like, <laughs> like they Adam were the OG. Eve are the kink blueprint. Do you think they I were? mean, maybe, maybe, but also like I reject that as like <laughs> that they existed. Person. I'm like, also- oh, yeah, I, re- I reject that they exist in the first place. Also, like, isn't there a whole like biblical myth that there was like another wife before Eve? Is like that- they made... They made Lilith. Is that is that like me? They made like Lilith as Adam's equal, but she like wasn't submissive to him. And so she was like, fuck you, God. I'm gonna go fuck with Lucifer and like left. And she's like queen of hell. I don't think that's in the Bible as someone who was probably not in the Bible. The alternative. (laughs) Maybe that's like Satanist vibes. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's just really that is very interesting to me. Um, and then they made eve out of adam's rib so she would be like a part of him and therefore can't reject him but like yeah guys religion is 99.9999 like patriarchal as fuck like at least in western civilization anyway moving forward um i want to talk about kink among old like young millennials and like gen zers Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, I read this Vice article and it is called, here's how kink is taking over social media in the wake of the pandemic. Oh, um, and <laughs> our unfortunate <laughs> this reality, is juicy. the literally now we, how does how, the intersection of kink and COVID, oh. um, Anyway, it talks about how like the 2019 emergence of like the spit in my mouth memes Mm -hmm. and then like this subsequent TikTok trend of like girls being like, I would never let a man spit in my mouth, which like is kind of funny because the Vice article notes that this whole like trend really emerged following the film Disobedience, which is a lesbian film. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a women loving women romance. Mm-hmm. between uh, queer icon Rachel Weisz <laughs> um, and Rachel McAdams in which uh, Rachel McAdams or blah, 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 Rachel Weisz spits in Rachel McAdams mouth and I'm not gonna say that's not hot because <laughs> it is it is however <laughs> this like they really cite this as a point of like this trigger of like sex-related memes and humor that like exploded Mm. onto the internet that specifically referenced kink and also had to do like was targeted towards or engaged with young women because I the inner sex has been on the internet forever like there was Mm -hmm. porn on tumblr when we were like 10 like yeah that was like (laughs) that was literally the software porn the software porn Oh my God. My we need story. to do an episode on Tumblr. Like <laughs> I would love to talk about that and how it affects us. I, okay. Side note. I feel like euphoria, like young people that watch euphoria is the equivalent of like 
us as like 10 and 12 year olds being on Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. Like it a hundred percent, the parallels. Yeah. Anyway, back to the JC shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But anyway, you see now all these teenage girls either outright rejecting kink or more commonly competing in like this kink olympics where it's like who can be the craziest most outrageous most freaky girl in bed Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting to like contrast like how far that is from like the public view of sexual any sexual practice outside of penile vaginal Mm. penetration like 50 years ago yeah that's insane and the question that's really posed by this article is whether or not like the growing kink discourse is actually translating to sex positivity in real life Mm -hmm. which I would argue that it is not Mm -hmm. just because it's not like it's not promoting any sort of like reflection and when you see like this like trend and then you're if you're like competing sex like to be the most outrageous person in bed just for the sake of like doing it it's like okay this behavior is rewarded Mm. being kinky is rewarded Mm -hmm. or looked on favorably by society and so I'm gonna do it because I want to be rewarded because that that is how we operate within a site like we do the things that cause quote-unquote good things to happen to us admiration Mm -hmm. or it makes us more desirable it makes us more marketable Mm -hmm. as products to other people um and so then you have like young people being like oh my god I'm so kinky like I want him to do xyz to me or her whatever um and it's like babe do you really do do you really want that like how the fuck are you 12 years old and or 13 years old and you're like yeah I want him to choke me I'm like you literally haven't even like had just regular sex yeah how do you even know what you want yeah how do you even know what you want and like I say that as like I'm fucking 23 years old and I'm still like interest in bed wax and wane. Like I'm still figuring Mm -hmm. out like things I like and don't like, like, and I have been sexual for quite a few years now. Like this is not new. Yeah. And I don't think it's something that has to like, you know, you find you're like, Oh, this is exactly what I want. Like it's always going to work. Sexuality changes. Like it's a fluid thing. It is never static. Like it's, and that's why like when I was younger, I sound like I'm like lecturing, like I'm this like old person. I'm like when I was when I was young. When I was young. When I was young, yeah, I'm literally like an old hag now. Yeah. I've been Topia entering my old mm-hmm. hag era. Anyway, uh. <laughs> it's interesting, like to think about how I feel like I've like kind of moved more away from like feeling like it was necessary to have mm-hmm. rougher, kinkier sex for it to be enjoyable. Like yeah. before, it was like I wanted that like visceral experience, and now it's like yeah, I like engage in kink. But like, I can also enjoy more vanilla sex, which kind of brings me, oh, well, first, actually, when you brought up um, sex-related deaths in court, Mm -hmm. I read this article from the Strangulation Training Institute. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it is called, Choking in Kink Has Become um, an, an Acceptable Part of Teen Sex, But Not Without Its Dangers beware (laughs) um careful girls it talks about how like choking has a much higher prevalence as like a sexual behavior in people under 30 
which is interesting. Um, and it's really an acceptable part of like a first sexual encounter, which is fucked up because you should never choke someone without asking them if it's okay to choke them. Has that happened to you? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh it my God. Happens yeah. All the time. All the time. I'm like, oh, all the time. It, I'm like, okay, this is Men- fine. But you could have checked in first. Men are okay with choking me. Yeah. Like men are okay with choking people. And it's become so normalized. And yeah. it's like, this is where it like intersects with porn is like mm-hmm. all of these more violent or like dominating act, like sex acts mm-hmm. become more prevalent in porn. And so they become more normalized. Yeah. They're not fringe anymore. Like mm-hmm. choking is not fringe. Choking is seen as a normal sexual yeah. thing. And then God forbid you don't want to be choked. You're a fucking prude. That's mm-hmm. the message that like yeah. young people receive. And it's like, fuck. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Maybe I don't want to be asphyxiated. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's my personal opinion, but but the um, amount of times I have just like been outright choked by a stranger. And it's and, like, like, I'm okay with that. It's like, like yes, I'm but you okay with least... you choking me, but you need to ask. Yeah. You need to ask. Like, don't you um, want to check first? Yeah. Don't. It's like Olivia Gatwood's alternate universes poem, which mm-hmm. amazing, amazing shit. You go, should all go listen to it it's on YouTube. She performs it live. It's mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. There's one line where she says, the boy does not ask before he chokes me. And so I pretend to die while he's mm-hmm. doing it. And the the applause from the crowd was just, wow, it snaps, was there. Snaps. Like, wow. Yeah, like, wow. <laughs> and that is literally, in, in this article, you have interviews with like teens that are like, yeah, that's like normal. You're seen mm-hmm. as like, I'm afraid of being seen as like frigid or prudish if I like don't want to engage into a certain thing. And then you have all these like, there are plenty of sex-related deaths where a male partner has choked his female partner to death and continued Mm -hmm. to fuck her. And is like, well, you know. And then it's like, oh shit. And then he's like, well, she wanted me to choke her. And I'm like, bitch, I don't think she wanted you to choke her that hard. No. I really don't. There's a proper way to do it. There's a proper way. There's there's technique. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which also, I think, like, BDSM, the BDSM community, like, really hates a lot of mainstream rep- like representation of BDSM because mm-hmm. it's like no like these are very specific things that people mm-hmm. learn how to do in a much like safer particular way yeah people who like are really serious about BDSM don't just like try shit no in the sense that they're like oh we're we're just gonna like t- tie you up like this or yeah. like choke you or hit you in this way like no it's all very premeditated pre-discussed calculated learned Mm -hmm. it's not like crazy which I do think there is the argument it's like oh like you can't give consent in a that like nothing is like can truly be consensual because it's like influenced by societal choice Mm -hmm. and which I see what they're saying but also like that also is like very kind of nihilistic in a way. So I would like to believe I have some sort of free will yeah. um, and like into like some sort of like personhood. Um, but also on the flip side, there is this argument that submissive people in the BDSM community actually have more power because they have yeah. the power to set the boundaries beforehand, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting. And it's definitely a different way of looking at it. And I do think back to 
like partners that I've had where I have engaged in kink with and the times when I was doing like more intense or like practice stuff that like required more like forethought mm-hmm. and planning it was all very like discussed beforehand yeah like it yeah. was never like it's not like a spur of the moment thing mm-hmm. because you can't always immediately stop it like mm-hmm. when it's happening and that's mm-hmm. why you have to discuss everything beforehand yeah and make sure you're like communicating throughout mm-hmm. Because otherwise something terrible might happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which ideally nobody wants. Mm-hmm. And then the same article also interviewed teenagers on Twitter that talk about how there's like this unspoken bias that's emerged against vanilla sex, which is where I wanted you brought up vanilla shaming. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's so important to talk about because vanilla shaming is like, oh, if you're not into kinky shit, you're boring. Mm-hmm. like and that is stupid you need to be kinky you need to like be experimental in order to be desirable or marketable mm-hmm. which I think is a problem because if you don't actually want to engage in those things and you're engaging in them for somebody else's benefit and mm-hmm. like let's be honest it's generally going to be young femme individuals doing this for men mm-hmm. who want that it's like you're just catering to their desires yeah. you're just and then people who are being like, no, it's because I'm sexually liberated. I'm like, babe, are you really fucking liberated? Like, or have they just repackaged your oppression and sold it back to you in a way yeah. that makes you think like, oh, I'm getting my back. I'm like, are you though? And like, also, if you're a teenager and having sex, like, are you even coming? Like, can we talk yeah. about that? <laughs> like, have you even orgasmed with another person? Let's be real. Yeah. Because the sex you have in high school is, I hope, not going to be the best sex of your life. Hope not saying it's going to be bad, but <laughs> I hope it gets better. Like, it can only go up from here. <laughs> I hope it only goes up. Like, yeah. please. And it's tough um, because, like, I feel like for kink to, like, exist and be what it is, it needs to be, like, it needs to have its opposite, which would be, like, yes. quote, like, vanilla sex. Yeah, but, like, exactly. It doesn't have to be this, like, polarizing thing. No. Where it's, like, you're and one or the other. It's, like, it's, like it's I okay. Said, like, it's also, like, you can be someone who engages in both. Yeah. Like, you can, like, for me, there are times when I, like, want to have rougher sex or engage in kink with mm-hmm. a partner. And then there are times when I just, like, want to fuck without, like, props and shit. Yeah. Like, and that doesn't mean, like, the sex is that has nothing to do with whether or not the sex is good. Yeah. It's just like you, a different Honestly, element. you can be tied up and like the sex can be horrible. Yeah. Like that does not guarantee anything. No. And honestly, like kind of hellish because then you're like, well, I'm tied up and stuck here and I have to yeah. like receive this quote unquote pleasure that isn't that pleasurable. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, fuck. Which, yeah. I mean, that's like, a, could be a whole other thing of like dissociating during sex but anyway we don't yeah Um, we won't get into that we don't need to do that but I basically kind of wanted to like wrap that point up by like saying that like vanilla shaming like honestly kind of just seems like it's proof that kink versus non-kink is just like the newest like you can't win like Mm double-edged sword for that like women femmes people like die by Mm -hmm. (laughs) um which is really shitty and also side note vanilla sex as like a term emerged in the 80s and 70s and 80s with like the gay leather and the s&m movement Mm -hmm. um in like the gay community um as a way to like 
classify like their kink practices as alternative mm-hmm. um and like against they were like contrasting against like more vanilla which is more quote-unquote socially acceptable again yeah. you're seeing the relation between like the queer community and like kink and mm-hmm. the conflation of like alternative sexual behavior anyway um I wanted to like wrap all of that up before we just like talk about our thoughts and feelings with this quote from women and gender studies professor Brianne Foss I hope I'm saying her name right and she's the author of performing sex And she says, pleasure does not preclude a self-critical approach. Um, She encourages women who enjoy submission to direct a critical eye to why we do those things and what those behaviors say about the bigger stories of gender and power. And then she goes on to say that it makes sense that women may internalize a need to distance themselves from their own desires by, for example, having rape fantasies, which is... Um, And this kind of relates to um, another scholar's words, Norma Ramos, which um, was in the 1995 issue of Miss Magazine. Um, And Ramos stated that women are socialized into actually getting sexual pleasure through their powerlessness, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a really good place to kind of like jump into like talking about our, like our own thoughts and opinions. Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, what are like what are your experiences with BDSM, Michelle? And like, what's okay. your takeaway from like so far from like everything that you read and then the stuff that like I was talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we feel? <laughs> Let's check in. <laughs> it's like it's something I definitely like reflect on a lot. Like, especially recently. Yes. I for- recently. Well, when we were yeah. doing research for this episode, we were both texting each other and we were, we're like, like, "Oh, I'm having thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of thoughts. Yeah, because like." you know, as someone who, like, prefers to be, like, more submissive, I'm powerless, but I'm also the one holding the power. It's this weird, like, dynamic um, yeah. that kind of empowers me while also, like, degrading me in a sense. I'm still, like, trying to come to terms with that and, like, why I, like, seek out those things. Yeah. Oh, you know? 100%. And, like, I don't know. I, like, I started with, like, I guess BDSM like with like a partner and then it's something that has kind of also translated into my like current I don't know casual sex life as well yeah which is that is it's interesting it's very different yeah Yeah. because you don't really like I mean with any casual sex like you don't really know if it's like a one-night stand like you don't know I mean unless you're like really asking those questions and being super forward which I mean like in an ideal world like might be more acceptable but that's just like not the case you know people are kind of shitty at communicating yeah um that's a really interesting dynamic yeah really interesting and in the realm of like casual sex with it like I'm definitely very open about it and mm-hmm. I like, will pry. I'll be like, okay, so like what, like what have you done? What, like where are your, where are <laughs> well, your What are you okay with doing to me? Yeah. Because yeah. Like, I want to know that. Which and, I think is, I think it's perfectly reasonable to inquire yeah. after what a sexual partner is and is not. That needs to be normalized. Yes. Kink aside. Yeah. hundred percent. Just communicating. <laughs> yes. Communication is sexy guys. Communication yeah. is sexy. Yeah. Always communicate. Always communicate. Yeah, it is this weird where, like, I'm with these people who, like, I may not know them and I may not trust them 
Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'll like dip my toe in the water with these things. And I'm like, is this, <gasps> you know, a good idea? Like, I don't know. I, yeah. I like, really struggle with it. I think I'm someone like I have enjoyed being submissive in the past, but I think a lot, I think the enjoying of being submissive is an a hundred percent from my personal experience tied to like my relationship to like wanting to be desired, which mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the, we, we're not going to go to the roots of that right now. Yeah. Um, it's way too early on in our little podcast yeah. history. I don't trust you, you listeners. <laughs> not yet. yet. Um, our parasocial relationship isn't intense enough for that. Okay. You're, you're not ready, but I feel like my desire for like BDSM, or kink behaviors is a lot more of like a control and trust thing because yeah. I'm someone who like struggles so much with that. So like, mm-hmm. I am not someone who would engage in submissive behavior or as submissive behavior in casual sex. Mm. I am probably more likely to be dominant when it's casual. Interesting. And I feel like that's because I feel like there's a certain like vulnerability that comes mm-hmm. with being submissive and like mm-hmm. allowing yourself to like, be this like receiver more passive receiver and like you're really get like I think there is something very erotic about like giving control over to somebody else and that's Mm -hmm. because I'm such a fucking control yes it's a control Um, thing 100% and so there's and that requires like a ton of trust Mm -hmm. from in in my personal opinion like it's like oh I'm really trusting you like with everything right now like with Mm -hmm. my body and, my um, life. and you're choosing to do something like for me mm-hmm. with that opportunity, yeah. which is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> in, in my personal opinion, experience, preference. But I think it's interesting. Like I have moved away from feeling like I need to be or have rough sex like all the time. And again, I don't think that is inherently because of like psychological growth or that like, BDSM is something we should shy away from again like don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. but like mm-hmm. if we're gonna talk about kinks that I think are fucked up then like we need we that would be like I have a problem with like age kink yes. I think it's fucked up I yes, think I think absolutely. age and I think if you're someone who watches porn mm-hmm. that has age kink you need to look at how that's making and skewing your sexual preferences yeah because it is literally teaching you to sexualize children yeah and that is fucked up pedophilia yeah literally pedophilia and they talked they this was something again in the probably canceled podcast Mm -hmm. we were discussing this how um the host bridget references how like one of the highest paid porn actresses in the world Mm -hmm. or the highest is a actress who her porn specialty is her acting as a child so she's Mm -hmm. like it is age play and it's like it's basically like molestation and like Mm -hmm. sexual exploitation and that's the that's what the highest paid porn actress in the world is getting paid to do so So think of how many people are consuming that and that think that is hot and are sexually aroused by that by Mm -hmm. a child getting violated Mm -hmm. and i'm sorry that's fucked Mm -hmm. like and that's fucked that capitalism like because it's a money model and you're drive like you're like mm-hmm. pushing that on people. I don't know. Yeah. Any Is there fun, anything else? Do you have any fun like silly stories? Silly stories. Personal anecdotes. Um, like I was 
hooking up with this guy once and it this wasn't inherently this wasn't like kink Mm -hmm. it was more like rough sex I guess but I wasn't really enjoying myself because Mm -hmm. whatever and I I, like left or I was leaving and this this man was this is like classic me like anyone who knows me will be like oh my god um (laughs) I was like just decided I was gonna leave so I like got up started putting my clothes on and I wasn't like angry at this person they hadn't done anything wrong like but I just was like oh, I, I don't really want to like keep Continue. doing this. So I'm yeah. just going to go. And I, <laughs> this person was so deeply perturbed. Ah! They were like, oh my God. Like it was kind of funny. I was in my villain era guys. Yeah, yeah. This was like not peak villain era, but like it was up there. He, this person was like, oh my God, they're okay. Like, and I was like, yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm just calling an Uber. Like it's yeah. all good. Like whatever. And then I was like putting my pants on and he was like, oh, you have have such a nice ass and I like Ah. turned around and looked at him and I was like yeah you really could have spanked it (laughs) (laughs) and then I left because it was just like such passable again that was in a feel like a phase of like my like sexual life where I like really wanted to be like thrown around yeah in an erotic way (laughs) but uh I'm not knocking it not knocking it at all it's time and a place yeah I don't know I also like I like I'm thinking I will not disclose her name because I respect her privacy but (laughs) we have a friend who had a sexual encounter that was a one-night stand and this person proceeded to choke her with a belt (laughs) and she was like and she like as she was telling and she I love her. I I don't I don't know. If she she will listen to this, so she'll yeah. know. I, I she will be listening, so she'll she might be mad at me. I hope not. Um, but I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't peg her as someone who like seeks out like intensely like violent, kinky sex. Like, yeah. uh, and she but she wasn't obviously comfortable with the situation. And she said the next morning when she was talking to me and some of her other friends about it, she was like, I had a moment where I was like, oh my god, this man could kill me this mm-hmm. man could kill me mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And I know that some people like seek that out or find that erotic. <laughs> Am I looking at one through Zoom? <laughs> you may be looking at one through Zoom. You may be looking at one through Zoom. I, I knew that. I, I know you, Mishi. Well, that's, um, like, that's a part of it I wanted to talk about too, where like, yeah, oh, we can if, talk. We have- if you're like reflecting on why you want these things, like sometimes I'm like, okay, this is definitely just like, I'm someone who does not take like risk in my life yeah no well that might be yeah so it might be like risk taking is like this erotic thing again it's like it's like the polar opposites like what you are in public Mm -hmm. and what you are or allow in private yeah like you using the bedroom and sex as a way to enact your private desires which doesn't have to be inherently a bad thing as long as your private desires aren't hurting other people yes Um, totally and when they're hurting other people that's when you're like yeah no I definitely feel the whole like public private like fear oh 100 percent. but also it's it's like interesting because I like can't even count how many times I've been told like oh I would have never expected which I think is so funny because I think there is a huge stereotype of like the sex kitten not that I think that you're inherently like a sex kitten but you are more of a soft-spoken person no um it's always like like, you're like you're the girl next door I'm like okay I'm just like (laughs) 
normal and like I, that's just top. like saying like, like you're not like you're not like other girls you're so different and I'm yeah, like you're not like overtly sexy but <laughs> here you are now I'm like I know I'm hot I could hash that out yeah but the risk <laughs> the risk taking is like very uh, yeah which I understand how that could be hot but I think it would have to be like a trust thing um and it would depend on the behavior see 100% it's something I will engage with, engage in with a, a stranger. I won't. Oh, I'm way, I'm way too. The fact that I'm like, okay, there's a knife to my throat. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I was like, are, you, are we, I was like, are we going to go there right now? <laughs> I was like, I don't really know this person at all. And like, he could absolutely kill me right now. Like, which is, but like, insane. I'm trusting him and, not to. Okay, to listeners, like don't try anything no like yeah I'm like not... the whole point the whole point of this conversation is or this like podcast is to like dissect like why we want the things we want so mm-hmm. like again this is not like we are not trying to promote like the king olympics like no i'm all, not like, at all at all at all i am not condoning meeting up with a stranger from tinder and having them <laughs> hold a knife to your throat like i'm not we've all done things. that but we we've do all things. Done things we have our moments we have our moments and sometimes it's kind of cool, you know, but no, I'm not I, saying you should. I, that makes me think of, you weren't there, but there is, uh, in our younger days, um, some freaking bathroom in some house at Amherst had all this writing on the wall. And there's like this one writing that it's like, I've had a loaded pistol in my mouth, like, well, yes, sex. I and I was that. like, yeah. and that was in my like King Cavillan era. And I was like, Oh, interesting. Oh. Taking notes. Um, taking notes. Taking notes. Um, I don't think I would do that now. (laughs) But that bathroom wall is the equivalent of like us at like age twelve or thirteen on Tumblr. Yes. This girl with a ribbon tied around her her wrist. Like, oh my god, that's I I want that to be me. And I'm like, okay, never kiss someone. Won't for the next four years. But like, yeah, (laughs) I definitely want that. Yeah. No. Again, it's like I think it's so interesting how like the internet has started to play such a big role in our sexuality and that like it's shaping it before we can even like consciously experience it those choices or experience it which like again we don't live in a vacuum and like our choices are always influenced by something but like the internet takes it to this whole other yeah all-consuming level especially like in the pandemic when like we're on devices and screens Mm -hmm. all the time and there's like a complete and total like like overstimulation of that um and like an endless feedback loop of like what you're doing but yeah so much to talk about like layers I guess I don't know like if you're listening like and you have an experience you want to share good bad ugly hot funny um yeah funny yeah especially funny we love to laugh love I love to we love a little laugh we're silly Um, girls yeah so like shoot us an email at extra dirty please at gmail.com follow us on instagram extra dirty pod we have a cute little artwork with some olive in mouth action olive in mouth action that's my olive in mouth action that is my the best action that's my king oh my god i had my roommate try a dirty martini last weekend when we were out and she was like "Mm, this is not for me i was like well, for starters, it's not that dirty because I'm looking at it and it's not, it's not looking the color no, that I no. want it to look. 
but it's okay. I can't, but it's fine. She was like, oh, no. And I was like, I'm not surprised. I love you, Meg, but I yeah. did not. It's not for her. everyone, but I, I was, do love making every man I go on the date. Oh my God. Try it. <laughs> oh my God. Whenever I go out and just get like drinks and I'm not like going out afterwards, I'm like, mm-hmm. So hence the name of our podcast. <laughs> so yeah, guys, uh, if there's anything you want to tell us, share. If there's anything you want to like hear us mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. I know it's pretty early on in the game. So like, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Um, and we this have is- so much to say and so many ideas. Mm-hmm. And we will definitely get better uh, yeah. at this yeah. whole podcasting thing as be we patient. <laughs> be patient just stick with us please give us some grace um and definitely you know I mean I like a good balance of like research and uh in yeah. chat but we, we definitely we're both working both working full-time working so working professionals Aren't you I, hope, I hope you enjoy your snow day tomorrow um, thank you. think of me at work you know drink a martini I will all right Adieu, everyone. Catch us next time. Bye.